0: Hello. Welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. all right we are on welcome everybody to this week's episode of weekly dose with dr uday we are going to be talking all about back pain and management treatments we have dr mitchell here with us today so it's going to be really good thank you so much for making it so i'll start with introductions and then we'll get right to it so for those that don't know me my name is dr uday i'm a board certified family medicine physician Um, I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. I co-own a primary care practice named the Apple Valley Family Medicine. I also provide aesthetic services to my patients and clients and with both modalities my goal is to have my patients not only feeling good but looking good. So Dr. Mitchell, I'm actually going to switch it over to you. I'll let you introduce yourself
1: so you can do it justice and then we'll get started. So welcome. Well thank you. Well my name is Dr. Lucy Mitchell and I'm board certified physical medicine and rehabilitation physician and spine and pain specialist. So that is a mouthful to say. <laughs> However, <laughs> I'm currently in private practice in Rome, Georgia and I'm also the owner um, founder and founder CEO of Phoenix Water Designs which is um, an art company that I have where I do a lot of abstract paintings and art that pretty much encompasses, you know, our spines so or our pain, and putting it into something nice and beautiful because I know pain can be something that is
0: dragging yeah. and is
1: daunting, but there is beauty in pain. So I like to express that the way I can.
0: I love it. I love it. So actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm gonna ask you a few questions on the side about that, but we'll talk. Yeah. About pain. So, from your perspective as a specialist, when you hear back pain, what, what, you know what's going through your
1: mind. What, what is? What's your perspective on that? You see, I feel like a detective, right? Because when it comes to back pain, um, usually I get somebody that comes into my office or my clinic and say, hey, you know, I have back pain. And I'm like, yes, okay. You know, like tell me more, right? Because when it comes to pain, it can be part of, it could be the bones, right, from arthritis. It could be muscles. There are nerves back there that could be causing some referred pain. So there's all these components to when it comes to back pain. And I like to dig a little bit deeper to see as far as you know what could be causing the pain. And then from there, I look at the imaging and try to put the picture together. Because sometimes what I see on images doesn't always match the um, presentation, right? And so there are those aspects that we have to dig a little bit deeper to figure out what the root cause is at times.
0: So, I mean, there are obviously a lot of reasons and a lot of causes for back pain. You kind of touched on it a little bit. So I would ask from your perspective, give us like a broad overview of the causes that you think of when someone comes to you with back pain.
1: Yeah. So back pain could be idiopathic, meaning we don't know, right? <laughs> but it could also be due to um, overtime as far as wear and tear, right? Because as we are working or just going through our, whatever our pathway in life could be, right? You could be somebody who started working when you were ten years old, and now you are fifty years old, and you're like, "Hey, my back is hurting." And then next day, you know, you are riddled with arthritis, right? Because that is one of the common causes um, of back pain. And then you're saying, "You know, how did I get there?" You know, it it happens over time, right? But another cause could be, you know, it could be from an accident or Mm -hmm. trauma, right? You could have been sitting at a red light or a stop sign, and somebody got you from behind, right? And then you do this—the whole whiplash thing. Right, Fine. that you may not feel it that day, but the next day I guarantee you gonna be you gonna feel that, you know. Sure. So that's another cause. Um, other causes are um, cancer, for example, when it's spread to the spine, that can cause some pain as well. And then there are other causes such as you know muscle spasms. All those things can cause pain. And so when somebody says I have back pain, um, and it's that have degenerative disc disease, right, because In some cases, that can also cause pain, but not in all cases. Um, It's the most common cause for referrals that I get is somebody that has that in their back, right? But the thing about that is we all have it at some point in time. It may not be as severe as somebody else's, but we do have that. And then does it always cause pain? It can, but it doesn't always. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: So, I mean, obviously we're talking about back pain, so that's in itself is a symptom, but what specifically when people come to you, do they say, Hey, you know, my back pain feels like if if you will.
1: Yeah. Usually it, they'll say it feels like a sharp pain as if like, you know, they were walking and then they got hit in the back. You're like, Ooh, ooh what was that? You know? And sometimes some of them do look back and say, Hey, was this somebody that just hit me? But it right. can be like a little punch, you know, that you felt back there. Um, it can be sharp. It can be aching. It could be like a dull, like toothache kind of sensation. Um, and if, for some people, it could be burning. At times I hear, like, you know, I feel like my back is burning from, like, you know, across my back and stuff, or it feels a little swollen. And so those are some other common um, symptoms or, you know, how it can present in anyone when it comes to pain. And for back pain, it's not just your low back, it could be your mid back, it could be up to your neck. That's all part of your spine.
0: Yes, absolutely. So what do you, what are the thought processes you're thinking when you go through um, diagnosing a patient, if you will?
1: Yeah. And so first, my first thing is I want to know when did it start, right? Is this something that's acute, so it just happened or is it chronic as far as been over six months ago, but it's still, you know, being a pain in the butt, you know, literally, right? Then I Mm want to know, how does it feel? Is it sharp, stabbing, shooting? Is it dull, aching? So I want to know those components because that's going to clue me in as to bone, muscle versus nerve, right? Then I want to know um, what makes it better, what makes it worse, you know? How would you grade the pain as far as, I, you know, I hate the scale from one to 10 because it's very subjective or zero to 10. But what I like to say is if the pain starts off at zero and then by midday, you're like, your pain is like, you know, you got to hundred percent. It's like, hey, I'm at 50% of like pain right now. I'm, I'm, I'm halfway, psh, gonna lose my mind. I want to know like a percentage from that standpoint. So that's what I like to use when I ask about pain. Um, Then I want to know as far as when it started, was there a trauma event? You know, did you fall or did it just happen? You know, one day you got up and you started feeling that pain and it never went away. And so that's what's going through my mind as we're talking is because from there, I can pretty much map out a pathway as far as where we are going to go with our next steps, as far as what to do, where to go. And from there, you can say, okay, based upon your symptoms and your presentation after our exam, you know, here's what we have or don't have. And here's our plan A through Z.
0: Okay. And then with diagnosis, do you always use um, imaging?
1: Not always, because sometimes you can diagnose something um, and it's like the book, a textbook. For example, somebody has um, something called radiculopathy, right? That means that the nerves are being pinched somewhere and you're feeling the symptoms going down your leg or down the arm or whatever the case is. And there's certain exams that we can do to provoke those symptoms, right? And once I see that, I can, you know, confirm it as a clinician. However, now we get into like their insurance companies, right? Because if I say, hey, you got this going on, but here's how we can, you know, a way to manage it, right? Then it's like, okay, great. But for me to go to that, to that far, we need to have these check boxes marked. <laughs> I've, I've- objective. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say that. (laughs) And then it's like, Hey, can we, or can we not? I know what we, I know what we should do, but can we, you know, (laughs) that is true. All right.
0: So then the, the big one is the treatment. What, um, you know, modalities and, you know,
1: overview wise do you have for treatment for this? Yeah. And so I like to come up with like the big five, right? So these are big umbrellas. So the first is some people do nothing, which which sucks, but some people do nothing. So that is an option, right? It's not a great option, but it's an option. Um, there's also the most conservative options, which would be physical therapy. You know, there's also acupuncture, there's massage therapy, and so those are the or the home exercise programs. And so those are your most conservative. So that's number two. Um, number three would be medication, whether it's over the counter, prescription, topical. So anything from Tylenol to, you know, Aleve ibuprofen to anything from like, oh, I'm using like a lidocaine patch, a lidoderm patch, or I'm using a TENS unit. So any of those things, you know, can count as something or somebody may be on something a little bit stronger, right? But again, that's part of the big umbrella as far as medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, The fourth option would be injections. Again, that's a big umbrella, right? And other injections um, for false trigger point injections. There's different types of epidurals. There's also um, needle branch blocks, which is where we quote unquote burn the nerves, right? And so all these things kind of fall into the injection category. And then the fifth thing, which is what a lot of people try to avoid, which is surgery. In some cases it is needed like yesterday, and in some cases, potentially in the future, but if you can hold out and these other things help, we can go that route. Gotcha, gotcha. This is
0: so helpful. So. What if, you know, if you have, if we have a listener that is having back pain or, you know, they've already seen a specialist or, you know, this is something that is affecting, you know, their everyday life, what actionable tips would you give them to move forward with?
1: Yeah. So if you have tried everything from, you know, injections, medications to different kinds of therapy modalities, TENS units, stimulators, um, epidurals, and all those things, and still nothing has helped. And you are not a candidate for surgery, then other options, you know, outside of all those things are things that people, you know, forget about, such as even speaking with a mental health provider and speaking with a psychiatrist. Why? Because pain is a cycle, right? It affects you physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. So it affects a lot of things, right? And because of that, you need somebody on the team to also help unpack all those emotions, right? Unpack all the pain that you're going through because it's affecting your day-to-day. And Absolutely. so something like CBT or finding other beings to help distract you from pain, whether it's going to be painting, journaling, whether you go ax or whatever the case is, but something outside of your normal, but something that you would enjoy doing, that's legal also <laughs> <laughs> to help, you know, with the pain, far as controlling it, right? Because there's gonna be certain pains that we cannot take away because we can't yeah. take away your arthritis, right? But we can try to change, help change the mindset, right? Because if you have a baseball game to go to and then you are dreading it because you think, well, I have to walk up all these stairs, then I have to find a parking, then I have to walk on gravel, then I have to go up the bleachers, then have to sit on the hard bleachers, you're already psyching yourself out from going to the game, right? Because now the game's not gonna be enjoyable, it is done. You're gonna go there, complain, get home, you hurt some more. And so it's finding ways to change the mindset, right? So that way you can actually enjoy the game and not ruin it before you even get there. And so because all these things are things that we see daily as far as like, oh, I hurt so much, so I can't do anything But now I'm getting weight, but I have to exercise, but I can't. So it's a cycle, right? It's a very negative cycle. And the mindset has to get changed and it doesn't happen overnight. And so that's why seeking additional help, you know, like psychiatry or mental health, can help as far as you know being a good addition to the team to help break those cycles. Absolutely,
0: that that is that is really 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 important. Very interesting. Okay, so um, on the flip side, just a um, a little bit about you. I always ask, why do you do what you do? So I pose that question to you. Why do you do what you do, Doc?
1: I love a good mystery. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even I remember when I was in med school and even residency, mm-hmm. where. Um, Pain will come in, back pain will come in, and all the residents will say, "Oh, another back pain." I'm like, "Yes, this is great." What you mean, another back pain, right? Because it's no, I guess it's because people can fake it easy, right? Mm. But there's something you just can't fake. It's something you just can't unsee as far as what is on your images or clinical presentations and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? But the same as somebody can't fake anything, right? But people do need help. It is one of the number one causes of disability in the United States, and it affects. A lot of people, right? You don't have to be 85 to have back pain. You can be 25 with back pain, right? But my whole thing is to help restore, you know, function and to increase quality of life, right? I don't have a magic wand. I can't even say, hey, I'm going to take it away because I can't do that. But what I can do is help decrease it and get it under better control. And that's the thing that I enjoy doing. And I enjoy figuring out, you know, why you're hurting, where it's coming from, and what can you do by it? So that's always what I like to end up trying to figure out.
0: That's amazing. I mean, it's it's this well needed work. So I was telling you, in our area, we definitely definitely need your specialty. Um, I guess the other question is, um, and it's you know it's a cover ball. Uh, it's with all the experience that you've had, all the life that you've lived so far. If you got a chance to meet your twenty year old self, what would you tell them? What would you advise them?
1: Oh, I would advise to, you know one not judge by cover because it's some a lot of things as far as when i was 20 now i'll see people in pain i'm like oh they're probably faking or something whatever right Mm -hmm. but then as i get older i'm like oh you you know i bite myself i bite my tongue a lot because i'm like that'd been me like you know talking crap all these years ago about somebody not even knowing their backstory right? right um and then not just that but just know that to you know always show sympathy empathy because you just never know what somebody's going through because you don't know how hard somebody has been trying to whether it's lose the weight or do whatever to help with their pain and see their situation and then now it becomes a full picture like wow i was saying to do all these things but they really can't or they've tried and they're still trying but it's just life deals people with certain cars that Mm -hmm. they try to get out but they just can't not because they don't want to but because they just literally can't not you know Mm -hmm. and seeing that more now with, you know, a lot of patients and just people in general, I would be more um, empathetic back then than I was, probably I probably was.
0: That is a great answer. I always ask that because you just never know who you would help out there with that, that um, question and answer. Um, before we wrap up, I think the other thing um, you'd mentioned um, designs, so, and you you're an artist. So if you could just kind of give us a little bit of, you know, how you got started on that and, you know, why you do that and and all
1: that. I've been creating art since middle school, right? But I didn't find my niche, I think, until probably since when I was in fellowship, right? Because Mm -hmm. when I love me spines, right? Mm -hmm. And when I'm sleeping, even when I'm painting, subconsciously Mm -hmm. a spine comes out in the design somewhere. I'm like, I didn't Mm -hmm. do that, but it's always on my mind apparently. Um, But, you know, I have, you know, I don't have a low back pain, but I do have my leg that gets completely numb at times, you know, and it's like, oh mm-hmm. But I do get neck pain, you know, and we, as a people, as a human, you know, we have pain, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just always physical pain. It could be, you know, stress from whatever, or feeling burned out, whatever the case is. And then when COVID happened, things really took a turn. And so that was my chance to try to find a way for me to, you know, escape that reality that was mm-hmm. going on. And I found me painting more and that definitely helped alleviate a lot of stress, a lot of pain, a lot of a lot of things. And so for me being able to create beauty out of pain, you know, mm-hmm. was something that I continue to do because it helps me and helps me help somebody else. Because I can't help you if I'm not my best self. And That's so right. to do that. I gotta make sure that I'm in the right space, right headspace. I feel good. I and that. that way I can better help you get to that point. Absolutely.
0: I always say you can't give somebody what you don't have.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So that's true. So that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Mitchell. So, anybody that is looking to connect with you, or you know, get in contact with you, or check out what you do, how
1: how would you suggest they do that? Yeah. So on Facebook, it's under I'm under Lucy Mitchell, L-U-C-I-E, and then Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. However, on Facebook and other social media platforms, it's under my um, art. So it's Phoenix, like the bird Phoenix Noir, N-O-I-R designs. And my website is also phoenixnoisdesigns.com. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, the whole shebang. And on YouTube, you can watch me paint this for relaxation. And that's oh, under yeah. Scrubs and art. That way scrubs every day. And I'm okay. doing some kind of art daily also.
0: I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, I didn't know you painted live. Okay, check it out. Oh, <laughs> all right, well, Dr. <laughs> Mitchell, thank you. Thank you. This was so good. And for those of you out there, definitely check her out. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say? Well, it's my pleasure. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So che- definitely check her out. Um, on the flip side, if you're looking for a primary care doctor, we are um, at Apple Valley Family Medicine. We are accepting new patients and we would love to help. Our number is 304-350-1087. And you can catch us online at www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. So that's the end of it, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Mitchell. And everybody have a good week bye if you enjoy listening to this podcast please take a moment to subscribe share and include a review don't forget you're worth it and your health is our priority tune in for another episode next week and have
1: a great rest of your week